But if you want to get started, be prepared for the grind. Be prepared that it's not going to be an instant success. So that is uh, number one. And pick a topic that you want to talk about that you know you will be able to talk about for a while. Welcome to the Nutka Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Nemanja Kolyaya, a professional sound engineer, audio editor and podcast producer, and a CEO and founder of Nutka Sound, a professional podcast production facility. Today, we're talking to Niklas Hildebrand, the founder of Audrey, a platform for connecting like-minded podcasts for cross-promotion and partnerships. Well, Niklas, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. The first thing I'd like to know is, what is Audrey? Yeah, sure. Audrey, the way we build it, is a platform that started in March. So it's a relatively young platform we had just launched a few months ago. And it's all about connecting podcasters with other podcasters to give them more opportunities to grow their podcasts and just ultimately be more successful in their passion or hobby or profession, however they see their, and manage their podcasts. Interesting. And can you tell me how did you come up with the idea for Audrey and how the whole thing started? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the last couple of years before Audrey, my co-founder, so the same co-founder that I started Audrey with, have been very active in the creator space. We're very active in the influencer marketing field. So we have quite a bit of experience in how to promote content, how to help content creators monetize and ultimately grow their reach. And Podcast seemed like a very interesting opportunity that we came across last year. And then we started creating Audrey. Why we find podcasts so interesting is most because we are avid podcast listeners ourselves. We saw through talks to our clients that podcasts are a super interesting fit for brands to advertise in. We talked to podcasters and one of the main problems is actually discoverability. You don't have the options to go viral as easily as on Instagram, on a YouTube and so on. And we just felt there's an actual demand for podcasters to have a platform, to have a place where they can go, where they can overcome these restrictions of the general market. And that's why we started Audrey as an internal project that we just launched. And we're actually overwhelmed by how much people seem to like it and to have the need to actually connect with other podcasts. Okay, the platform is currently free for everyone who's looking to join. So I'm interested in hearing what is your revenue model at the moment? Exactly. So the platform as it is right now, which is the place to connect and just find out the podcast is free and will stay with the current features free indefinitely. So not planning to charge any fees to just be a member. So right now we're not monetizing or profiting or driving any revenue from the Audrey platform directly. There are ideas that we have, internal projects that we're working on that are allowing us to generate revenues in the future. But these will be either premium features that we're working on to add even more value or be ways for podcasters to monetize their reach and audience and find sponsors. Because we've seen that the same as trying to find a bigger audience, the podcast can be difficult if you're not part of a major network. The same goes for opportunities to actually earn from your content and earn from your reach. So we have multiple things planned until the end of the year where we want to help podcasts also on that front make progress 
be more successful and get access to channels and partnerships that they would no longer have access to. But yeah, right now we're not doing making any money off the platform, but the current feature set it will stay that way. We're not looking to monetize the platform with the basic model. Okay, and speaking of which, what do you think is the best way to monetize a podcast? I think ultimately, that's a bit up to the podcast and in terms of what the host or the creator actually wants and what they are fine with doing. And on the other hand, what kind of podcast it is and what it, they talk about. So some of the biggest and most successful podcasts, that's usually Joe Rogan as the ultimate extreme. They have a lot of brand partnerships where they just mention brands organically and get paid based on the reach that they achieve. So this is the most classic way of advertising is find a brand partner if you can and then agree on a deal where you within your podcast episode mention their website a coupon code something like that and then ultimately get paid for that which is one option not many have but it's one that many podcasts like that have a lot of reach and there's also other options which are a bit more complicated there's the one where some podcasts offer subscription now for listeners through Patreon, for example. So you pay a monthly fee as a donation almost to the podcaster, which is a very nice and probably most ideal monetization for podcasters because it's steady, it's consistent, and you can plan ahead. And it's kind of a safe, nice little income if you can manage to get loyal listeners to actually subscribe. And the last one is there's models now popping up that are interesting for some podcasts. Many don't like them. For others, they're great is where ad spots are injected or placed within the podcast. So your client provides a snippet of an advertising. You can insert it in your audio file. Here's a sound engineer. No, you probably can put it anywhere. And this, then you get paid based on that, which is a less authentic way because it's a pre-created spot, but it's also a way. So this on what is the best is up to ultimately to you on how you value advertising and what kind of advertising you're fine with. And also ultimately, if you have the audience to drive subscriptions, for example, because they might be more feasible for some types of podcasts than others. Yeah, totally. When you mentioned the audio snippet, actually, the way I imagined Audrey and the way cross promotion works is exactly in such a way to have actually a snippet or a mid-roll and to have it played in another podcast. And can you tell me what are some of the types you can cross-promote your podcast with Audrey? So the way it is designed right now, it's more of a social network in that sense where you can meet, discuss what you want to do, and you ultimately execute in any partnership. So right now, we facilitate the matching, we facilitate the communication and the discovery of podcasts. But the ultimate partnership, we don't structure. So if you want to do a shout out where you mention someone organically and they mention you, that's something you can do. We have seen some podcasts do trailer swaps where same as a trailer do send me for your show. They swap trailers into their feeds and then drop them as a promotion. So this is all up to the podcasters right now. What we are looking into and which will be part of the more advanced features that you're working on is exactly what you just mentioned, where we provide the technology that allows podcasters to execute these partnerships in a way easier way. We already today support, for example, trailers. So you can upload a trailer to your podcast. If we have this feature or when we have this feature implemented, we could automate this exchange, which on the one hand makes it easier to partner up with other podcasts, but on the other hand also gives you more control because you cannot be 100% 
guaranteed that it's a fair exchange. So even if you have 10 times as many listeners per episode, for example, through this automation, you can guarantee that you get the same amount of listens that you also give to the other person, right? So we want to make sure that it's always a fair exchange. We place high value on verifying reach of podcasters. So you, this is a platform where you can trust and we want to provide the execution technology while you still structure what you want to do and we don't enforce the actual structure of any partnership. And then if I understood correctly, you will be overseeing the transaction, right? And making sure everything is, you know, fair and done according to the plan. Exactly. So right now the communication works mostly through a chat. We support the entire communication through the platform. And in the future, the way we imagining it, and that's the way we're planning it right now, is that you still agree with the other partner on how you want this partnership to be, whether it's a trailer swap, whether it's a shout out, whether you drop an episode in your feed, like another podcast episode in your feed to all your listeners, an entire episode. You agree on all these things, and then Audrey will be managing the actual execution. So you configure everything, and we ensure that it actually happening the way you both agreed on. Interesting. How big is uh, Audrey's network right now? We started in March. We're now at close to 4,000 podcasters signed up since early March. So we're growing by a few hundred every week. Um, it's getting more every week. So we're very happy with actually how many podcasts are signing up and consistently joining the platform. There is a clear uh, majority of English-speaking podcasts. So we do a lot of reach out to podcasts that we think could benefit from a platform like Audrey. So we don't contact anyone that is, already has millions of listeners. So we focus on specific niche podcasts that could fit the overall community. But as the community is growing, there's more and more diversity and more and more podcasts. Awesome. That's a big number, actually. I'm guessing it's global. Will it focus on English-speaking podcasts or are there foreign languages there as well? So right now, we allow anybody who wants. And the only prerequisite is that you have a podcast. So you cannot create an account if you don't have a podcast. So you always need to sign up with a podcast. Okay. There's also part of a mechanic that we introduced. So we don't have any non-podcasters sign up. We don't want anyone to spam the podcast with other requests that are not related to partnering up for promotions and growing. Our network right now is mostly English-speaking, which was a practical way of doing it just because there's a lot of English-speaking podcasts. It's the most, the biggest group of podcasts, but we also see podcasts from all over the world, but the majority is clearly English-speaking right now. So it's mostly UK, US, Australia, Canada, and but we also have podcasts from the Congo, South America, Asia. There's a plenty on board from all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me what are some of the ways you can grow your audience, which is a topic that you covered in your blog? Yeah, sure. In general, with our blog, we're working on a big content that actually helping with tips on how to grow. Some of the things that we have on there right now came directly from talking to podcasts. They were already a big, bigger understanding how they work and how they had success. And all the tips are around growing for free. So we want to provide tools where you don't actually need to spend money to grow your podcast. And some of the easiest ways or the most, let's say, easy to start and get started with are social media. So a lot of podcasters grow through Twitter. A lot of professional podcasters 
grow through LinkedIn if they have a professional network there. And it's a professional podcast, another talk show, casual kind of podcast. So other social media is a very good driver of listeners and has a chance to get you more viral, especially Twitter is the most common. Say for podcasts, there's also Instagram and Facebook, but it's very rare. This is in general to get the message out and to make people aware that your podcast exists. Because as you know, just from being available in, let's say, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts doesn't necessarily get you listeners because nobody hears about it. That it would be the most basic, the thing you can do on your own, but you don't need to talk to anyone. You can just start today. The other thing is actually cross promotions, which is part of why we built this platform is sometimes there's, or very often at times, but there's an overlap with the audience of someone else, but you're not direct competition. So you, a uh, sound engineer, you talk about how to create a podcast, but there might be other players in the audio space of a podcast that talk about music, for example. So you could have a common theme, which is all about how to make sound work and sound good, but one comes more from the music direction, you come more from the actually editing direction. And you, the audiences might have an overlap of people that could be interested in both. So that usually gives you access to a way larger audience that is very relevant to actually what you're doing. So these people will have a hard time discovering you randomly, but by partnering up with other podcasts, you have a chance to really get directly into their ear as part of a native interview or content partnership, for example, or just a shout out. And it's a great way if you find the right partners to laser target an audience that fits your content rather than going super broad and spraying and praying. Yeah, so true. I have to agree. I mean, it's a lot easier to get people hooked to your show that are already listening to podcasts or already into the topic you're covering. So, yeah. How important do you think the sound quality is when it comes to having a successful show? I guess it depends a little bit on also the topic. I think overall, obviously, we don't want to have a sound that is painful in the ear, that is annoying to listen to, that is a sound in the back that is a very annoying it's obviously not great so i'm not sure if it needs to have studio level super high quality in the sense that for the audio files among us but there's definitely needs to be a setup that goes beyond just having let's say an apple headphone set in your ear where you do it it can work but usually people should really focus on how their podcast sound and all the most successful one have invested significantly into their audio setup. It just makes it easier. It makes it nicer. It gives a constant quality level that is consistent across episodes, which is overall adds value in the podcast also in the sense of how people perceive it when they first listen to it. Your fans might already be fine if there's a drop of quality at one point, but for any new listeners, you want to sound professional. You want to have a setup where people feel like you're actually trying hard and not just winging it every time you do the episode. I think it's quite important, but it's probably different degrees. You don't probably need to invest 5,000 euros to get started. But as you grow and as you want to be more professional, you should invest some money into equipment. Yeah, and the good side to that is that the actual audio equipment is uh, accessible and cheap. I mean, you can get a pretty decent mic and an audio interface for a couple of hundred of bucks. And that's basically all you need. And I guess it really depends on also who you are and that is creating content. If you're a company, you probably want to have a very crisp, high quality content production set up because it's 
basically part of your content marketing strategy. So anything that is subpar will reflect on you as a company. And if you are, though, let's say a group of friends and you have a casual podcast where every weekend you meet and talk about whatever is happening in your life or a specific casual topic, then it's less important. So really should think who is my audience and what am I trying to achieve with this? And also what is the topic? And then you need to make a decision of what kind of quality level is right for you. Yeah, cool. And a follow-up question. Can you tell me what is the right way to approach creating a target audience for your podcast? That is a tricky question because in general, the more way I think about it and the way we also think about the platform is that you don't really create a target audience, but basically you create content and you find your target audience for that content. I think there's more to ways. Some people just start a podcast to make money and they basically look at who's the most addressable, biggest audience, and then they create the content for that. But in most cases, what we see is people are passionate about a topic. They create a podcast for that. And then the question is, who is your audience? Who is this relevant to and how you really reach those? I think the bigger challenge is really finding the people that enjoy your podcast or being able to reach them and address them or find them rather than that you build an audience and then build a podcast on top of it. It's usually the other way around. And do you think anybody can be a podcast host? Technically, for sure. I mean, setting up a podcast in theory with the most basic setup doesn't take long. So with the cheapest microphone and with a free hosting platform, you can basically get started in a day with the most basic thing. But I think being a successful podcast host definitely takes persistence and patience. So we have great podcasts on the platform, super high quality productions that still only have a few hundred listeners after a few years and they're still like very passionate about building it. So I feel like you need a very different mindset than a content creator on Instagram, for example. As a podcaster, you don't get instant gratification. You don't post daily pictures or videos, but usually have a weekly to bi-weekly schedule. So there's way more strategy needed to grow a podcast. It takes longer to get bigger and there's more, more work usually involved with creating it. So I'd say anyone can start a podcast, but probably most people are not persistent enough to actually keep going. Yeah, I totally agree. In my experience in podcasting, kind of slow and steady wins the race. And it really does take a lot of time and a lot more patience. So I think that's just the nature of the podcast as a medium. As you said, you know, you don't upload as often and then it just takes longer to settle with an audience. Yeah, it's a very intimate medium. So definitely so clear to me that podcast listeners have a closer relationship to a podcast host if they're subscribers or listeners regularly. But yeah, it takes way longer to build these kind of relationships. So there's also the thing that about the audience is a more trusting relationship. So but to get there, it's just much tougher and harder and takes longer than with another content format. Interesting. And what do you think is responsible for that kind of intimate relationship between a podcast host and the listeners? I mean, one thing is for sure that the content length is on average way longer. So when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm prepared to spend an hour to two hours listening to this host or setup or this podcast that I'm listening to. 
right? It's way more than just scrolling past the picture on Instagram or watching a small 10-minute video. Also, it's very intimate in the sense that I'm basically doing nothing else. I might be vacuuming, for example, or might be cooking or something, but those are the most active activities that I personally can do because I'm, I cannot listen to a podcast and work at the same time, for example. That is too distracting. I, either lose, I lose concentration on either of those. So for me, it's just way more focused. You're more engaged with the actual content. So I actively listen. There's nothing else I'm doing. It goes straight in my ears. There's no distractions. And just voice is a very different way of engaging with the person than just through pictures. Yeah, totally. Okay, what are some of the skills you can improve that can make you a better show host? One thing is probably the talking or speaking style that you have as a person. A lot of people seem to be less prepared than others when doing their podcast. So there's a lot of ums and ums and pauses that are not really necessary. So I would advise to practice at least specific speaking style. A lot of people go too fast and then get lost. There's other podcasts that are super high quality where people just are very good at having coherent sentences that you could actually print. So if you would have a, a copy of what they said during the podcast and that they come up in this conversation, you could print it. It would look fine. Whereas other podcasts make sense when you listen to them, but you would not want to read it. Also, uh, speak clearly. Make sure your audio is correct. So whatever you're saying is very clear. And then depending on what your podcast is, you need to be more or less engaging. If you're interviewing others, make sure that you're a good interviewer. And there's a bunch of guides online where you can look up if you're a guest. You should also try to be, or work with other podcasts, you should try to add value and not ramble. I think that's the number one thing. Try not to ramble and be prepared for what you're saying because it's very easy to spot if you're not doing that. Yeah, that's some really helpful advice there, actually. Okay, do you have some advice for someone who's looking to take up podcasting? Since we are helping people to connect, we're not necessarily the best consultants on if you want to get started. But if you want to get started, be prepared for the grind. Be prepared that it's not going to be an instant success. So that is number one. And pick a topic that you want to talk about that you know you will be able to talk about for a while. If it's just something that will only do an episode or two, then also will make it harder to come up with more content down the line. So come up with a theme. With a rough theme, it doesn't need to be 100% perfect, but something where you can see yourself doing this for quite a while because you will be if you want to be big. And probably don't start out with the idea that you will make a lot of money very quickly because that's very unlikely that that is actually happening unless you're very lucky. Okay, going back to Audrey, what are your plans for the future? I already touched upon this a little bit earlier. So we have right now have the discovery, which is not bad, but can still be improved with a bunch of features. So what we're trying to do right now is really help people connect with our podcast through smart recommendations, through better filterings, and to really the growth of the community. So there's more and more podcasts on board, and it's more likely that you find someone that is super relevant for you as a partner. This is on the basic platform that we have right now. Some of the other features that we're working on are really the, the facilitation of the actual partnerships. Where we are the platform in the middle that helps you execute all your partnerships and create this level of trust where you can be sure 
that there's no funny business going on and we verify that everything that's happening is actually happening the way you agreed on. So there's one part. Another part is that we are looking into ways of helping podcasters become more successful in other fields. So right now it's all about partnering up and growing, but we get more and more questions from podcasters, whether you could help them with actually getting sponsorships, working with brands, but generally helping them make money off their podcast and their content. And this is something we're actively looking into right now to see how can we help and add value to podcasters because that's our primary customer of the platform without going overly aggressive in any direction that just benefits advertising. So we want to be very careful before we launch anything in that direction, but we're very actively investigating on how we could also help on that front. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see what happens next. I got to be honest. And do you see any big changes coming to the podcasting format in the near future? Yeah, that's a good question. So there are maybe seen changes overall. One thing that is clear is that the growth of podcasts is not stopping. So there's now so many podcasts being created every day globally. The podcast, number of podcasts on the Apple Store or on Spotify are growing at a rate where, which is pretty crazy. So I'm expecting that there is a lot and it's going to change, but it's hard to say what will be the big trends in the actual content. So there's more and more brands going into podcasting. So more and more companies are now hopping onto this. And podcasting, one trend I see is also that podcasts being used not as a public content, but internal content. There's a bunch of larger companies that create podcasts internally just for their employees. And one big trend that I see a lot of people working on is actually more educational content. So right now, it's a lot of story-driven content, education in the sense that there's interviews with experts. But if you look to how audio is being used in China, for example, where podcasting is very different compared to the West, there's a lot of educational, actual content where you learn a language or learn certain skills. And I feel like this is very underdeveloped in the non-Chinese markets. I'm very excited to see how people will jump on that and whether it is a 15-minute Spanish learning session, such as in Duolingo, but in audio form, or something else. I'm very curious to see, but that's definitely a trend where I see more and more people working on it. Yeah, that's something we touched upon in a couple of episodes already about the educational aspect of podcasting. I didn't know about the China, though, but I think there is definitely some potential that we are not using at the moment. And speaking of which, what do you think is so special about the podcast as a medium? Why are so many people attracted to it? There's multiple reasons why I believe podcasts are now so big, even though they have been existed for a long time. The podcasts, I mean, they're not a new medium, right? They've been around for as long as Instagram or as long as Facebook, but I didn't have the breakthrough. Right now, there's multiple reasons that are proven and others which are probably more cultural and in cultural shift. One is on the technology side, for example, mobile internet has gotten faster. Internet data plans have gotten better on your phone. So it's more, let's say, realistic to actually download and stream podcast episodes. The same people now use Spotify on the go. You know, able to download entire podcast episode without already emptying your data plan in the first week. So technology has made it way easier to actually consume this kind of long-form content. Another thing is the big shift of so people have earpods in their ears all the time. 
Bluetooth headphones and all this kind of technology that is where they're always on with audio. But then instead of listening to music, you can also on the way to work, listen to podcasts. So just the whole shift in how people consume and listen audio has really brought more attention to podcasts. And obviously there have been more and more professional podcast producers. There have been big podcasts that have just made people aware that it exists. But if you look at statistics, uh, nowadays the average person in the U.S. already spends more time on their smartphone listening to audio than they use social media. So the audio consumption is already way higher than the social media usage. And then the audio consumption is split in uh, podcasts, music, other forms of audio they might consume. But there has been a bit shift in technology, but also in the cultural thing, how we use headphones and how normal it's just have Bluetooth headphones on and just listen to audio all this time, all the time. I've got to say that's an interesting perspective. And there's definitely truth in that. Okay. What are some of the podcasts that you enjoy listening in your spare time? There's more that's very diverse. So, I mean, as a founder, I always like to listen to the smartest people in the space and just hear the people that think about the big picture in many different directions, not even related directly to podcasting. So I really enjoy the A16Z podcast, which is by the Anderson Horowitz uh, VC from the US. They have very great discussions around what is happening globally in general. So they talk about the audio space, but they also talk about healthcare. They talk about fintech and so on. It's a great big picture podcast by people that are in the space and consistently looking for investment in the space. Who is changing the market and those changing the status quo, which is one that I really enjoy. There's another one that I listen to, which is more Germany-based, since we also based in Germany, which is about local politics, local news, 30-minute breakdown every day on what has happened, what are the big things, which is great, especially in the way to work. When you're commuting, it's got a breakdown of everything that's happened, and you already set good news for the day. And there's a couple of casual ones that I listen to that are more relaxing. And there's more like a comedy podcast, there's a couple where depending on my mood I pick one but yeah A16Z I can definitely recommend as the greatest one for founders and to also get a bigger picture okay where can our listeners reach you and check out Audrey I mean Audrey you can find on Audrey.io and that's A-U-D-R-Y dot I-O that's the direct landing page tells you about Audrey and what we do and you can sign up immediately if you have a podcast if you want to reach out to me directly, if you have any questions, you can just email me directly at nicholas at audrey.io. Same domain, Nicholas is just N-I-K-L-A-S. And also feel free to link it in the show notes if anyone wants to reach out. I'd be happy to connect, but there's multiple emails going on. But this one goes directly to my inbox and it's the easiest way to reach you. Okay, Nicholas, thank you so much for your time. And do you have any last words for us? If anyone has any ideas, any opinions, also especially if they differ from what I've said today, feel free to reach out to connect. Always happy to hear what other people have to say, especially with podcasters, as there's many people and that have created a podcast that have way more experience with actually the creation of a podcast where we'll focus on helping podcasts connect. So feel free to reach out, share your opinion. If you disagree, let me know why and what you think is the truth. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. Happy to be part of your podcast. That's it. 
Thank you for listening. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you have any questions for us or suggestions about a topic we can cover related to the podcasting industry, leave a comment below or send us an email at info at nutkasound.online. If you're a podcast producer, show host or an audio editor and would like to be on the show, send us an email. We would love to have you here. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the handle at the Nutka pod. Tune in to our next episode where we talk to Harry Evans about his contribution to the Big Time Marketing Podcast. Peace out.